Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, let me hijack this show real quick. Here we go. To anybody from Denver that's complaining about the duo conversation yesterday, you can suck it. I defended your duo. So uh, there you go. Lindsay, can you take the show over now? Welcome, everybody, to the PHNX Titans podcast. Send all your complaints uh, to Michaela Perkins on Twitter, please. Oh, my God. Happy Thursday. He never saw Barry. Welcome into the chaos. Lord have mercy. I'm Lindsay. That's Gerald. That's Espo over there. Just stirring the pot. Uh, But why not? It's uh, August. So what's a little drama to keep things interesting? To be fair, Denver, that was more about Michaela than it was about you. (laughs) This is true. It was. Absolutely. Uh, Listen, to start the show, we did get a Charms tweet. And we finally know when the Suns are going to be opening the 2023-24 NBA season. Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. <laughs> Breaking news. Just it. in, Shams <laughs> tweeted, opening night schedule for the 2023-24 NBA season will be on October 24th on TNT. Sources tell them the Los Angeles Lakers at the Denver Nuggets and the Phoenix Suns at the Golden State Warriors. Does this surprise you at all? No. I, I no. mean... You get two intriguing things here. I mean, I had said I thought it might be the Christmas Day matchup, right. but it, opening day makes or opening night makes just as much sense. CP3 against the Suns, KD back in Golden State. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. and this will be his first game that he's played back in Golden State Whatever. in front of actual crowds, yeah. like since he left. Um, he did play one game there with the Nets, but there were no crowds in at that time because of the pandemic. But um, yeah, we thought it would either be probably Nuggets or Warriors. Those were the two most likely options. The NBA is not taking any chances waiting until Christmas to make sure KD is healthy for that return. <laughs> They're like, you are going to be on that damn court. Right. We're going to get this Thanks, game. NBA. Now uh, we got we got to worry all preseason. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it should be fun. Like it's going to be a fun matchup, not just because of the KD thing, but because these are two star-studded teams. Suns added Bradley Beal. Warriors now have Chris Paul, his first game against the Suns since the trade that you know he's still pretty, he feels some type of way about it. So it's going to be a fun opening night matchup. Yeah, I agree. And this maybe leads us to put the pieces together that maybe we'll play the Nuggets on Christmas Day. Feels I, that way. I, I, so that was my initial thought. Mm. But I wonder if we could get a finals rematch from uh, 2021 and go Bucks with Giannis, uh, you know Middleton, Drew Holiday, and get a little 
Eastern Western Conference, you know, kind of thing going on mm -hmm. this year. I, I don't know. That. Like, is Denver Phoenix sexy enough? It, it means a lot to all of us, but is that sexy on a national stage? I could see where you can sell finals rematch, Giannis versus KD, Middleton versus Booker, yeah. more than uh, than Nuggets sons on the national stage. I think two years ago, it wouldn't have been a quote unquote sexy enough matchup. I think at this point in time, though, the NBA has to just lean in. Yeah, like you, you can't fight it anymore. You're talking about the Nuggets who just won a championship. The Suns who are when we talk about ranking teams always in at least the top four of everyone's list. Like at some point in time, you just got to lean into the fact that there are other teams in the mix now at the top of the league. Yeah. And you should be lifting them up and helping build their fan bases because it is what it is. Like, what are you going to do? Continue to pump the same four teams that you have over the last 12 decades. <laughs> right. Man. And not give any love to the teams that are actually winning. Yeah. Like you, at some point you just got to lean in. And, and with the playoff history, recent matchups between these two teams mm -hmm. and um, just the revamped roster that you look at what Phoenix has and how they specifically targeted their offseason to address certain problems that came up in the Nuggets series. I feel like there is a good amount of uh, rivalry there that's brewing. So I, I think that would be a good Christmas Day matchup. And, and I do think, like, I swear, every year, the last couple of years, they've been in, like, Oklahoma City on New Year's Eve. Yeah. So for, like, travel purposes, it might be easier Denver being a little bit closer yeah. than somewhere on the east. Mm -hmm. Don't give me Suns, Mavs, and Luka. Mm -hmm. I, I prefer my turkey on Thanksgiving, not on Christmas. Thank oh my you very God. much. I also just don't want it. No, I'm okay. I don't want to deal. Look, I'm I prefer not nuggets either just because I don't want to deal with that on my Christmas. I mean. You know, whenever we have to do a post game for that, I'd prefer not to have to deal with that Look, again. The, the Suns are 0-2 since they started getting <laughs> Christmas Day games again. We need, yeah. we need a W, so hopefully whoever so, they get, so they're able Houston to turn it around. So Houston it is. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll I mean, see, given the Lakers, we haven't lost the Lakers since. That's like, true. Even the Lakers would be fine. No. And that travel-wise would be super simple mm -hmm. for both sides. Yeah. So that's that's what we've got so far um, from the schedule. So we learned this week a couple of the preseason games that the Suns will be uh, playing in, and we have the opening night schedule now. Suns at Golden State Warriors. It's getting close. And mm -hmm. I think we all are in agreement that we, we can't wait for the season to be here. Mm -hmm. This offseason has not been nearly as fun as last offseason with the whole KD <sighs> drama. There's been very little drama oh, for the most part. We've made our own drama, Denver. Uh, this offseason <laughs> for the Suns. But today what we're going to do is take a look around the league. As we have talked about on the show, more outlets are starting to create power rankings for this upcoming NBA season. So... We're going to do the exact same thing. We're mm -hmm. going to start with 21 through 30. We'll talk about some of the notable additions and subtractions and just kind of how we're feeling about each team. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're all in agreement. I mean, you can put the graphic up that we probably have similar thoughts as far as who's in the, the bottom third of the league. Yes? Yeah, I think so. You look at our, our lists here and we were either Wizards or Pistons for the very bottom of the pile and then there's a little bit of variety but i feel like we have like basically the same 10 teams mm -hmm. in 21 through 30 i don't think there's anybody yeah no. we all we all we all have yeah. the same 10 teams i mean it's yeah. not all that far apart i mean we could start with 30 we don't have to go through every single team if you guys don't want to or we can i mean i've got the pistons at 30 you guys both have the wizards at 30 and then i have the wizards at 29 you both have the pistons at 29 
So we agree bottom two teams. Yes, with interchange. <laughs> I, I will say this with a caveat. It's where we sit now. I mm. could see the Pistons being better th- th- than the sum of their parts, right? I think mm. with Monty there, you're going to get a culture bounce. We, we've we seen that firsthand. Mm-hmm. I, some of these young guys could develop a little faster than expected. They could be higher up in this bottom tier uh, before it's all said and done. But where we're sitting now, yeah, I, I, they're bottom two for I, I do think it's important to know like obviously they were a 17 win team last year and that's terrible but they only got 12 games out of Cade Cunningham and like all the buzz coming out of like the team USA scrimmages with the select team or whatever is that Cade has looked really good I think having him healthy hopefully will be a difference maker for them you talked about adding Monty they also added another veteran shooter with Joe Harris um, and I think another year under the belts of Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duran will help them too mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, they got a nice little young core. I, you, you know, they're still going to be a losing team. They're still going to be a young team. Um, but the Wizards worry me just because their best players are now Kyle Kuzma, Jordan Poole, and Tyus Jones. Mm-hmm. And like they barely won 35 games last year when they had Chris Stops and Bradley Beal. So I, I feel like they're in for a rough year this year. Definitely. The, the Pistons definitely have more um, potential to grow. I think the Wizards, this is the start of the rebuild, if you yeah. will, for them. So mm-hmm. the, the, Pistons technically do have a young core that they can start developing. The Wizards still got moves that need to be made. Yeah, I, But either way, both teams are not going to have a great time this season. Yeah, I kind of tiered these out a little bit in my list. Like I I have the it's always darkest before the dawn in the 27 through through 30 okay. on here, which is why Charlotte, <laughs> Portland, Detroit, and Washington, it's like this is – this is the bad. This is this is the very dark place that they're all in. Yeah. And we've we've been there. We remember this group. Mm-hmm. And it, we uh we always hoped that the better times were right around the corner. So darkest before the dawn with this group. Yeah. So. Yeah. I so we're I had the Spurs, I think, lower than you guys at twenty eight. Where did you guys have yours? I have the Spurs at twenty seven, so okay. not too far. Okay. Off. I, I have them in my woe living on a prayer uh uh, group here, <laughs> okay. which is 21 through 26, and they're 26, uh, San Antonio. So not that far I'm, off from you. I'm fascinated by how you arrived on your tears. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, I mean, this one's easy. Yeah. There's there's no chance in hell these teams are going to be any good That's fair. from 22 to 26. You know, so. yeah. I mean, listen, you can't count the Spurs out. Wemby did just get the highest rookie rating on NBA 2K of all time at an 84. So <laughs> It's also his weight. <laughs> like, dude is skinny. He, he yeah. Bulk up a little. Bit. No, the Spurs definitely have an uphill battle, but things will be fun for that franchise. Just having Pop work with Wemby and what could potentially come from all of that. Oh yeah, it's an exciting time for them, but I don't anticipate them doing a whole whole lot. Yeah, there's hope there. I think they're slightly yeah. better than they were last year, uh, just just because of of Wemby being there and and you know Pop's rejuvenated. He's got that. He's got his his next generational big man. Mm. He's got his uh, his five year extension. So I think they'll be better than than they were last year, but not yeah. not too much. I am curious about that because they traded Jakob Pertl like mid season to the Raptors, and now they they had been looking for a center to start along Wemby, so he's not having to you know log heavy minutes at the five. And I guess that's just going to be Zach Collins. And then mm. in terms of off season additions, other than Wemby, like campaign Reggie Bullock. Okay, but not moving the needle anyway. Um, so I, I think it'll be another developmental slow year for them, probably. For sure. for, so, go ahead. I was just gonna say, for me, it's more about 
Charlotte and Portland. I mean, granted, if Portland makes the Dame deal, being being worse this year than than the Spurs being significantly better. I'm I'm those two teams are kind of question marks for me. For like the Blazers, like they went 27 and 31 last year with a healthy Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. and they were six and 18 without him. So I feel like their offseason, they didn't really do much to get better. Like they signed Jeremy Grant to that ridiculous contract. Obviously, they drafted Scoot. Scoot is good, but is he a difference maker to get you out of the bottom basement? I don't think so. Not if you you deal Dame, definitely. Right, and I think as soon as you deal Dame, like this is one of the worst teams in the league. So I I put them at 27 because I don't really know where to put them. And then same with the Hornets because like they're a super young team, not a lot of additions. They only got 36 games out of LaMelo Ball, and they will be slightly better because they will have – Miles Bridges back, and as gross as that whole situation is, he will help them on the court strictly yeah. from a basketball perspective. But they're just not a very good team either. So. Yeah, I had, I had 27 for Charlotte, 28 for yeah. Portland. So I think 26, 27, and 28, we had all the thir- same, yeah, three same three teams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and then when you look at Portland too, you got to kind of figure out like, does Dame, if Dame does stay at the start of the season, will he be there? By the end of the season. Right. Or do we have a Kevin Durant style deadline kind of thing happen? And in how the same way? and like how will he be playing? Because like he's clearly not going to be happy if he's still on the roster by the start of the season. That type of thing like breeds turmoil mm-hmm. and discontent on a roster. Um, and he had one of his best individual seasons last year, but they still were a losing team with him on the court. So yeah. like if he's not playing at that ultra high level, if some of this trade angst is seeping into his play like they're going to be even worse so i don't know yeah and then um 21 through 25 again we all pretty much have the exact same Mm -hmm. uh some variation of the bulls the jazz the raptors the magic and the rockets okay do you want to know what the next tier is what's your tier it's Whoa, we're halfway there. <laughs> Aren't it works yeah, better the other when yeah, you go the other direction. It does. But, it does. Yeah. Um, I get what you're tra- what you're going for. Um, what do we think about the Rockets? Because I had I think I had them a little bit lower than you guys. I had them at twenty five. I, I have them at twenty five as well. I have them at twenty three. Okay. I just I look. Fred Van Vliet's going to give him a little bit of a bump. Right. You hope. Udoka. I mean, jo- jocks there too. That you know. Is a guy that could surprise a little bit for them. Uh, the, their youth it hopefully will take another step. I don't think they're, I don't think they're in the conversation for, uh, for anything. But I think they're better than they than I, they were. Yeah, I think they're slightly better. I think the Dylan Brooks addition, I would be higher on them if it weren't for that. Yeah. Like, and not just because of the contract was really big, but um, he was not like a positive for the Grizzlies at all last year. And I don't know how injecting. A personality like that is going to affect the younger guys, especially when you have a new head coach trying to like build things up. I don't know. I, I do like the Fred Van Vliet pickup, but you know, Van Vliet's a good player. He was on a Raptors team that wasn't very good last year either. So Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess all you could hope for is that they've had conversations. Maybe Dylan Brooks was a little bit spicier in Memphis for other reasons. Maybe. I don't, and maybe a, I, a change of scenery. I mean, he's been spicy since Oregon, probably know. before that. So <laughs> good luck with maybe that. Maybe they yeah. felt like they needed something like that, and they thought maybe. that Brooks was what brought that to them. Could be. I don't know. Where did you guys have Chicago? I am twenty one. Twenty one. Okay, I am at twenty two. Yeah. Can we stop pretending Chicago's a thing? 
Like this is a lot of people, and I, this is not. I'm not trying to burn down another city in our group, but sure? but like he's two for two out no, of our all look, city okay, partners. You know, <laughs> I, look, I just I look at it and I'm like, okay, the Bulls are that team that gets caught in basketball purgatory. Yes, they're not good enough to be in the conversation for a title. They're in this weird: are they a play-in team? Are they not? Kind of thing, and that is the worst place place for fans. I feel for our CHGO Bulls guys. I love our CHGO Bulls you know, guys. Oh, I do too. Yeah. They're I mean, the sweetest. So, I mean, honestly, this is more coming out of a place of I feel bad for them because they're locked in this we can't get anywhere situation. I mean, they did add Javon Carter and Tori Craig. So there's something <laughs> for them to Come at on. least be happy about in terms of new faces on the yes. squad. He was, I mean, they were a top, I don't know if people know this, they were a top five defense last year, mm-hmm. which is insane and that their Carter offense was that bad. That. Yeah, Javon Carter adds to that, Torrey Craig adds to that. I think they can help with the three-point shooting mm-hmm. if Torrey Craig's three-point shooting holds up, which historically it hasn't outside of Phoenix. And inevitably, sometime later this year, we'll send them some of our guys in exchange and for we'll Torrey Craig. And we'll trade for Torrey Craig again. So, That'd be great. We'll know. trade our Monty <laughs> Kamara, the future Torrey Lord, Craig, for the current Torrey Craig. <laughs> probably put him a little bit high because i'm not gonna lie surprise surprise uh my emotions did kind of affect the way that i put these things and i just want chicago to have one nice thing for a little bit they were a playing team last year so it's not like they almost beat miami they almost beat miami who went on (laughs) to make it to the finals so i mean they're not terrible they're just not good so i think they'll be kind of near that range i am i think i'm lower on the utah jazz than you guys are though i think i have them at 24 I have yeah. them at 22. I have them at 21. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really care about Utah. I, well, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm going to say that. No one does. But yeah, I mean, my they're thing my, is. Their team's much like their city. <laughs> Nobody cares. I, like, care. <laughs> like, <laughs> look, I, I like uh, Agbaji, but like, how does John Collins fit in that front court now? Because like they, they already had Laurie Markinen. Mm-hmm. They already had Walker Kessler. So is he going to come off the bench? And if he does, like, it's just a very front court heavy team because their guards are Agbaji, Colin Sexton, and Jordan Clarkson, and that's not going to get it done in the West. Or are you playing Laurie Markkinen at a small forward Yikes. position along those? <laughs> like, yeah, it's a roster that doesn't make sense, but I think there's a reason. I still think that Danny Ainge is in asset accumulation mm-hmm. before he figures out what he really wants to do. I he didn't expect Laurie Markkinen to be who he is. Yeah, he kind of. He, he kind of dumb lucked into that and maybe uh, in a way that hurt them in what they were trying to accomplish. Because everything that pointed to, they were trying to tank last year originally. Right. That was and what they, everyone yeah, thought anyway. And they came out of the gate so hot in part because of marketing that now it's like, okay, well, again, they're, they're one of those purgatory teams, but they're a team that I think at least has a plan to get their way out of it. Mm. Uh, so... I, I think they're okay, but who who cares? I, I think they're due for some regression because they came out of the gates like guns blazing last year, yeah. and then they were like, oh, shit, what are we doing? We don't want to make the playoffs, yeah. and then things change. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we've got Orlando Magic and the Toronto Raptors. Obviously, for the Raptors, losing Van Vliet was probably a big deal for them. Mm-hmm. They did get Dennis Schroeder, but not on the same level no, um, whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to not have a super fun year either. I don't know what the hell they're doing, to be honest with you. Like, they picked up Jakob Pertl midseason when everyone thought they were going to be dumping guys to get worse. 
And that's a move you make to like try and get better because that team needed a center for years. And then like now Van Vliet's gone. You might be trading away Pascal Siakam or OG Ananobi. Like I, I, I genuinely don't know what they're going to do, but because of all that uncertainty and because you went from Van Vliet to Schroeder, you got to be a little bit worse this year. Yeah, this team is the the quintessential fire sale at the deadline yeah. kind of team. Uh, or or at any point you get the the offer you're hoping for. Because it, mm-hmm. it sounds like Atlanta's in on Siakam. Uh, they, they made a pretty good offer, but Toronto's like, yeah, but we're going to ask for that next level. <laughs> you know, and I think eventually they'll get to the point where like, we're going nowhere, and we can get quality return here. Mm. We'll do it. So I think that's kind of their – that's why I have them at 25. That's kind of their uh, their life cycle. I think we have a super chat, though. So can we? We, yeah, should we check that out? Uh, super chat from Brian says, uh, Espo, don't sleep on the ball, Zach, tree. Oh, my God. <laughs> he read it out loud. <laughs> Now I know why Lindsay texted me and asked if I'd read the damn super chat. Sorry. I'm a big fan of the DeBalls act. That's a, it's a hell I of a duo. I thought you had seen it. I'm sorry. I, that was Brian. Actually, is that a trio uh, or a duo? I don't know. Brian. He just pulled a Ron Burgundy. That was great. Sorry. I'm Ron I thought Burgundy. you had seen it, but I, didn't, I wasn't trying to like set you up. I was just trying uh, to bullshit. pass. I looked down with the tech. Hey, can you read the super chat? Yeah. That's, yeah, I got this. That's hilarious. Sorry. Thanks, Lindsay. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, man. But again, it's better coming from you than me. <laughs> well, yeah. It definitely is. It's less embarrassing for exactly. me to do it. So. Exactly. I appreciate you. Oh, Brian. Brian, you're, you're on timeout. <laughs> that was pretty good. Be careful. All right. And then the last one we'll talk about is the Orlando Magic. Uh, Gerald, you had him at 22. Espo and I had him at 24. Mm-hmm. They've got young guys. And mm-hmm. the, the back half of the season for them last year was pretty good. Yeah. All things considered. So there's some hope there. They need to put something together. Like they've got the young players. They should have continuity and internal growth on their side. Um, I like some of their younger guys. I am curious, like, okay, they added Joe Ingles. They added the rookie Anthony Black, who I like. Um, I think it, like, is Jonathan Isaac ever going to be able to play more than 10 to 15 games in a season? No. Probably not. I think that matters. But I do like Franz Wagner. I do like um, Wendell Carter Jr. Like, they've got some good pieces. They've got pieces, but I don't know. It's never come together for them. Yeah, I don't know (laughs) what they are. Like, yeah, it's like fantasy basketball where there's accumulation of of guys that are good, but, like, do they work as a group? Mm. Is this... Like, can they win? Yeah, does anybody (laughs) look at that and go, that's the foundation of a next great team? No, I don't think they do. Mm. So, like, again, another team, I don't know what they're trying to to accomplish right now. So Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I love Paolo, though. Huh? Yeah, I love I Paolo. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. That's fun. Yeah, for he'll them. look great in a Knicks uniform in a few years when he forces his way out. <laughs> oh oh no. Uh, listen, our friends over at Wink have a really fantastic product that if you have not heard of or you have not tried, you are absolutely missing out. Wink create created a seltzer with just a wink of THC, and it's got like the perfect THC to CBD balance because there's an equal dose of CBD in these that's balanced it's light it's social bubbly both in the actual drink and what it does to you it makes you bubbly enough to be able to work the room keep things a little bit light but you still get you still have your wits about you 
There are no third-party producers. Wink is made in-house with zero calorie sugar or alcohol, which is nice. Yeah. Well, I got I to gotta tell you, I'm actually, I, I've been drinking these uh, before the show a lot. Just uh, People might not guess this, but I actually tend to be a very nervous person. Mm. I've got a lot of anxiety, especially <laughs> even, even, we've been doing this two years. I still get nervous before uh, we go on the show. Uh, especially when I decide to call out one of the cities that you know our <laughs> CEO works in. Sure, so sure. I, you know, I, I have been taking Wink right before before the show, and I think it's added a little something extra. I think you know when I'm spicy, Wink, <laughs> right? So there, who I have to blame? No, for this. no, <laughs> it's smoother. If anything, it keeps yeah. him from going too far off okay. the rails. It, it gives my de- I'm smoother in my delivery when I bring it. <laughs> and Wink <laughs> is also available in either 2.5 milligram or five milligram cans and you can find wink right here in arizona so look for wink at all sunday goods dispensaries in the valley and botanica gardens in tucson they're also now in 12 states nationwide and even recently launched online ordering and home delivery to about a dozen others so to find the fastest way to get your hands on one just go to drinkwink.com and that is wink spelled with a y also our friends over at BetMGM are cooking up some great stuff for the upcoming football season, uh, PHNX Cardinals and BetMGM are going to be hosting a lot of really cool things, so you don't want to miss out on the action. Um, sign up for BetMGM, and make sure when you sign up you're using that promo code PHNX because depending on where you live, there's a few different offers that they have available for you. But for our Arizona audience, you place your first bet offer and you'll receive up to 1000 back in bonus bets. If it loses, you can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions u.s promotional offers not available in dc kansas nevada new york or ontario look i don't ask you people for a lot mm-hmm. but i'm gonna ask, not you guys that i'm talking <laughs> directly to our, our listeners and our, our viewers but we are trying to beat the phnx coyote show in terms of at bet mgm signups okay so please go right now and sign up using that code phnx during our show so we can tell that we're the ones that drove you there because they're bragging about all the people that they're getting to sign up and i'm sick of it all right so please help us out i wish i would have known about this before i wore my coyote shirt today on the show <laughs> i don't dislike i look like a them. double agent just, you know, yeah yeah you're screwing us i see how it is where you go gerald sorry guys whose team are you even on Sorry, guys. All right, let's look at 11 through 20 on the ranking. Do you guys want to go from 20 up or do you want to go 11 down? Let's go I, 20 up. Okay. 20 up. We've been going, going that round. All right, yeah. so 20, 19, 18, probably 20 and 19, same-ish teams. Not really. Pretty similar. I think Espo is lower on the Thunder. He's got them 19, but I got the Hawks 20, Pacers 19. Lindsay, you got the Pacers 20, Hawks at 19. And Espo has the Pacers at 20. So let's do the Pacers since they're both in our bottom two there. Um, I I really like Tyrese Halliburton. Mm-hmm. I have liked him for years. Watching him turn into freaking Magic Johnson for the Pacers mm-hmm. was really cool. They added Bruce Brown and say what you will about that contract. But like he's a good player who will help them. I am curious how much help they added because even though they have Miles Turner, even though they added Bruce Brown, like 
they were a bottom five defense last year and they need to turn that around. And I don't know if they made enough significant changes to really change that. No. And they're trying to get, they've perpetually been trying to get rid of miles Turner. Yeah. Like uh, how long is he actually going to, going to be there? Plus you got to live in Indiana, which Mm. is already a knock Mm -hmm. on, on anybody there. But uh, you know, uh, again, I like Tyrese Halliburton. Mm. Was Brown Happy that great? Of a, Brown. You know, great. Great. He got his money, but does that make them significantly better? I just, I, again, I another team. I'm like, okay, thanks right. guys, thanks for showing up. Yeah, I don't really have a whole lot of thoughts on them. All I know is I hope that whatever connection that we've had with the Pacers in the past is long gone. I'm kind of over that at this point. <laughs> Like, but, can, but, can we just not? But can we talk about whether Jalen Smith is a four or a five again? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's the fourth Gerald. or fifth center on their roster. Uh, yes. My he's, heart. He is my the heart. fourth center <laughs> on the roster. Yes, That's right. There you go. Um, how about the Hawks? Because I feel like they are basically the same team as last year, except without John Collins. I don't know when things are going to change for them until Trey Young is not a complete liability on defense. Like, I loved the DeJounte Murray pickup last summer, but. It didn't really pay dividends in the win column. And, like, I'm sorry, but Wes Matthews, Patty Mills being your biggest offseason pickups, not really moving the needle much for me. Yeah, no, I don't think they did anything in particular, but I also think they're a team set up to make another move. Mm. Uh, you know, like we, I mentioned the Pascal Siakam thing. Right. Uh, I don't think they're very good as they are constituted right now, mm-hmm. but I think there's a chance that they make a move that makes them better as we go along this season. So I feel like they're going to have to yeah. at some point, right? Like yeah. out, unless they do, it's probably just more of what we've already seen. Same old, same old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, enough failure. The talk's going to be, is Trey the guy? Do, do we keep Trey or right. is right. that the guy we move to, to get assets we need? And know? I feel like it's kind of already starting because, which is weird, weird because it was just a couple of years ago. He took them to the conference finals, like decimated the entire city of New York. But it was also a couple of years ago now, and it's mm-hmm. starting to look like, okay, can we win with you being our best player? Not sure. I think Trey is phenomenal on offense and defensively. You got to have the right pieces around him to make up for some of his flaws there. Okay. So the next team we'll talk about is the Oklahoma City Thunder because, Espo, you have them much lower than Gerald and I do. So you have them listed at 19. Gerald and I both have them at 15. Are you not bought in? No. On uh, OKC? No, look. They're a prove-it team for me. Okay. And I get it, Theo. uh, All their pieces are going to be there, you know, They, but they're still so young. Mm -hmm. And there's so much that that goes into that and the learning, uh, you know, and all that. I I will buy into them after I see it click a little bit, after I know that these guys can stay healthy in OKC. Like, I like a lot of their pieces, and of the young teams that we've talked about and and around the league – it's the team that I see eventually fitting together the best and, mm. and having success. I'm just not ready to commit to it being being this year yet, especially this is a preseason ranking, right? So we're just looking at it based on what did you do for me last year, what did you do in the offseason. I think I think 19 is about right for them right now. Yeah, and Shea did have to play at a really high level, like 30 mm. points per game score for them to be a 40-win team um, and make the play-in but didn't make the playoffs, obviously. I do think adding Chet will help them defensively. Like I, I think he's maybe a little bit underrated in terms of him being able to come in and make an impact. Uh, I do like the Davis Bertans and Victor Oladipo pickups mm-hmm. as well. 
this Oladipo is a, younger... is a little injury prone though, yeah. which is. is a concern. But... He is, but he can help even if he's out there for you know twenty to fifty games, whatever it might be. Like he'll help a little bit, I think. And they are a young group that was like close to making the playoffs last year, so I do think they'll have that kind of natural growth this year a little do you, bit. Do you think Shea can play at the close to the level he was last year? Like, yeah. I mean, he played with his hair on fire, really. I know it's a lame he, term. but yeah. No, he did, but it, it didn't feel, like, unsustainable. Like, it, it felt like he was just hooping. Like, that's kind of who that's he who is. is. It didn't feel like he was going above and beyond and doing things he couldn't do again this year. So, which is kind of scary for the rest of the league if that is the case. Yeah, they're one of the teams I look at and I go, yeah, they're probably going to be much higher eventually mm. on my list. But They're definitely going to, in my opinion, I think they'll make a jump from last season. How high? Yeah. remains to be seen yeah. but there'll definitely be improvement yeah. okay so we've got a little bit of variation here mm-hmm. um uh gerald espo and i all have the brooklyn nets within 18 and 17 i have them at 18 you guys both have them at 17 how are we feeling about the brooklyn nets and our guys mm-hmm. mikhail and cam they're they're a team that i'm really excited to watch and see how it all fits together but i'm being a little more cautious in terms of projecting where mm-hmm. they're going to be in the east because you know, as much as they were, I think the fifth seed in the East, they also went nine and thirteen after the Kevin Durant trade, and like they were zero and four in the playoffs, got swept. Um, I think Mikhail can be a number one guy, but whether they have the right pieces around him, and whether you know being the number one guy can contribute to a upper tier playoff team, like that's going to take a while. We've seen a lot of other stars struggle to figure that out, and I think Mikhail will get there. Um, but like, can can Cam Johnson stay healthy? Can Spencer Dinwiddie play better than he did yeah. after he got traded there? Because he was not good for them in the playoffs. Um, there's still a lot of question marks with this group. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. My my questions about them are not what can McHale do. It's how are are these other pieces enough to to make a sustainable winner? Even a you know a team hovering around that. 500 a little bit better and in that play-in conversation you know that's a lot to ask of spencer dinwiddie who (laughs) isn't that guy anymore i mean i'm not sure he ever was but he is definitely isn't right now that guy you know cam we love him but Mm. can he stay healthy he got the bag Mm. but can he stay healthy that's a big that's a big if there in brooklyn so again this may be another team where you look back and and they've moved up because Mm. they they hit that prove it level, and you're like, okay, I buy it, but I haven't, I haven't seen enough, and what I did see wasn't world beaters. So. Okay, two things. Mm. Um, Cam playing without his undershirt, weird, weird. <laughs> super weird. <laughs> I was like, wait, what's happening here? Yep. Uh, Mikel, uh Jay in the chat said Mikel's first All Star game this year. You guys think we'll see Mikel? I think at so. All Star weekend. I, I think so. I'd Especially, kind of be surprised if we didn't with how much popularity he's mm-hmm. gained over the last over a few months. Yeah. Playing now for we, T, Team USA will help too. Yeah. And I think as long as they're not like a bottom team in the East, I, I think he's got a legitimate all-star well, case. I think even if they are, but he's playing at near the level he was at the end of last year. And the fact that it's Brooklyn, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to get just the New York bump, you know, the yeah. East Coast bump. Yeah, I think he'll probably be, be an all-star. All right, next up, let's go Pelicans and then Dallas. So for Pelicans, I have them at 17. Espo has them at 16. Gerald, yours is 14. So we'll start with the Pelicans. How are we feeling about these guys? I'll let you guys go first since you're a little bit lower on them than I am. It's all about Zion, 
Mm-hmm. Is he is he healthy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can he play? I mean, even Ingram to a certain extent, can he stay healthy? Yeah. And those are those are my big questions with them. Like if they are, they're they're better than the sixteenth team mm-hmm. in the league. But again, we haven't seen it. We have not seen uh, Zion be able to play for any significant amount of time. And this team, I think, will be heavily predicated on that. So. Yeah, I mean, that's really just the biggest question mark is the health mm-hmm. right there. And they're, and then when you kind of have a player of that caliber coming in and out, too, that throws your team for a loop as well as far as just finding any sort of yeah. real rhythm. Right, and it, it definitely does with him in particular because, like you said, with any star caliber player, you have to adjust with them versus without them. Mm-hmm. But him in particular because he's not like, you know, a super capable three-point shooter at this point in his career and he is a guy that spends a lot of his time attacking the rim on the interior so you kind of have to tailor a major part of your scheme around a guy with that type of talent um but i'm just i'm just going with luck here that the pelicans do stay healthy they were on a 48 win pace last season when he was healthy they were the number one team in the west for the first two months and just looking at his seasons his rookie or his first year that he actually played 24 games the year after that 61 last year 29 so maybe it's just alternating maybe next year he'll play 60 some games again evens and odds it's all right (laughs) taking turns Uh, you know i honestly if they're healthy i think they're even better than the 14th right best team i do too in this league i you know it's just a big if it It really is a big if and i think that's why i err on the side of caution with them healthy honestly they scare me in the West. Oh yeah. yeah. So because they're, they're they're still a physical team. They're still a good scrappy, team. Yeah. And they're still young. They've still got Herb Jones and all these guys that can defend Trey Murphy is gonna yeah. be good. So tough, tough defensive matchup, you know, mm-hmm. for if you're a team trying to go up against them healthy too. So. Yeah. Ooh, we're we're into my favorite tier now. All right. What's this and one? Seven called? through fifteen for me is called You Ain't a Beauty, but hey, you're all right. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my well, God. Technically, this next team you have at 16, but Gerald, or no, sorry, Gerald has at 16, you have at 15. My bad, Espo. And I have at 14, and that is the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. So now that we're getting towards the higher side of the things, I do have odds, uh, championship odds from BetMGM for some of these squads. Okay. So Dallas is a plus 2,000. Okay. As of yesterday. So if it changed overnight, you can't come for me. Okay. No, that's fair. Um. I so here's the thing. I like some of the moves they made in the offseason. I do think they needed some help on defense. Grant Williams helps you there. Shooting Seth Curry is a nice pickup for them. Um, but they still haven't really figured out the center spot because they've got they still have JaVale McGee, Maxi Kleba, uh, Dwight Powell, and then they drafted Derek Lively the second. I think he could be good, but like he's still a rookie. And Luca and Kyrie went five and eleven together when they were on the court. And like, not to mention they just kind of quit. Right. Like they like that. Obviously, that that part of it was intentional, but like and they posted a a good net rating with those two together. But do they have enough help around those two to make up for being the 25th best defense last year? I don't know. And it almost feels like an inevitability that eventually those two won't like each other. Lucas seems to have a very tough time getting along with whoever they dub the number two on his team. But this just seems like an oil and water kind of matchup mm. you know, or pairing here. Uh, I wouldn't bet your mortgage payment <laughs> on them winning a championship, <laughs> let alone my own, right? Yeah. I, I just, look, 
Luca will do Luca things, be a whiny baby, score a lot of points, get some assists, win have some your games. triple doubles. They'll win some because of him. Uh, they'll lose some because uh, because of uh, certain antics. I don't know what to expect from Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Like, plus, look, politically, he's in Texas, all right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't tell me that something is going to be said there that doesn't cause a storm at some point. Yeah, I, you know, with with it, no, regardless of how you feel politically, mm-hmm. I just feel like that's again an oil and water mix between between those two. So, like, and, and we talk about like Zion and all these other guys, like, can they stay healthy? Like, Kyrie Irving played sixty games last year, so even in one of his more healthy seasons in recent years, he still missed twenty two games. The season before that, he played twenty nine, fifty four, twenty. Like, the guy hasn't been able to stay healthy since he left Boston. So. That could be an issue where they're having to just have Luca do everything like always because his co-star isn't available. Yeah, mentally and physically. I mean, right. That's it. And I don't mean that as a joke. I literally like you he don't know time what to, to do that. So you don't him. know what to what to expect. I Dallas seems like a team that could either wind up at the top five at the end of the season <laughs> yeah. or the bottom five. Right. Like it's the it's it's the quintessential boomer bust mm-hmm. with them. All right, next up. This one was kind of a little bit all over the place as well. Minnesota Timberwolves. I have them at 16. Espo, you have them at 13. And Gerald, you have them at 18. So quite a bit of variation with the Timberwolves for us. They are a plus 6,600 on the bet MGM app. I, I still have them as probably a playoff team. And I think they obviously need to stay healthy. But like, I'm just not sold on that Carl Anthony Towns, Gobert, Nas Reed situation. Like, they're another front court heavy team and they were a top 10 defense. They had problems staying healthy last year. So I feel like if that changes, maybe, maybe they're a little bit higher, but like their spacing doesn't work to me. Like Gobert and Cat in the same front court, it, it just didn't look good. Prediction for me. What's that? They're the team that helps facilitate the Dame Lillard deal. Okay. And they they break up that log jam. Okay. It's just a feeling I have. The what I, deal? Sorry. The Dame Lillard deal oh, eventually. Okay. That they're part that Dame won't be in Minnesota. Right. Right. Yeah. Long, but they'll help facilitate it and and get some assets for one of those one of those bigs. Yeah. Uh, but I like Ant yeah, that much. Yeah, he's gonna be I fun. Do. He had you a know, great year last year say for what himself. You, yeah, say what you will about Cat, but the dude still finds a way to put the put the ball in the hoop. Mm. Yeah, they don't make a lot of sense together, but Gobert is still. Uh, one of the best rim protectors that you see. So it's an odd. I look at it and I go, again, you ain't a beauty, but hey, you're right. It, it, it <laughs> somehow, somehow you get wins with that group, and I don't, I don't know how, but but I think they still do it this year. Uh, you ain't a beauty, this, but yeah. This beer goggles can, tear of yours. Can, can you love it? Can you name the song? No. You, I will love you forever. You've if told you can, us this one before. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like you have. Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen. You know where? Ah, yes. You've told us this one before. The boss. All right, next up, (laughs) let's talk about the New York Knicks. I have them at 13. I suppose got them at 14. Gerald has them at 12. BetMGM has them at a plus 5,000. I I don't know. I think maybe I'm a little too high on the Knicks, but I I like the Dante DiVincenzo ad. They were a good team last year. Um, Number four offense in the league. Like Jalen Brunson is legit. I think if they get more out of RJ Barrett, they'll be good. 
Julius Randle, it feels like he's been alternating like great seasons and poor seasons. So maybe we're due for a poor one. Are I don't know. Are you just sticking with that? That these guys are just I, an alternating schedule? Well, he has though. <laughs> like he had a fantastic year a couple of years ago, like completely wilted in the playoffs when they lost to the Hawks and then like a bad year. And then last year was a kind of a bounce back year, I feel like. So I, I, I genuinely don't know what to expect from him, but I, I think they will be a good team. I think that's the thing that we've seen a lot, actually, when you're looking at all the rankings that have come out so far for this upcoming season, the Knicks can go, they move around a lot. Mm-hmm. Like there's been plays, I've seen them at nine in the top 10. I've mm-hmm. seen them 16, 15. So I think there's a lot of um, just movement around the Knicks and what people are expecting. The Knicks are gonna Knicks. All right. Never trust the New York Knicks. I do not believe in that franchise. They are the Phoenix Suns under the disgraced former owner. This team will not accomplish anything this season. I do not trust the New York Knicks. I mean, they they might not accomplish anything, but they still had the eighth best record in the league last year. Like it only took 47 wins to do that. So I don't. So that's it. That's like I have that's them on re- everybody else I, in the league. <laughs> well, I have them at twelve, and that I feel like that's regression compared to where they finished. So I don't know. I have them at fourteen, and I feel dirty putting them that high on the list. So. <laughs> all right, and then the next team that we'll talk about is the Memphis Grizzlies because we all have them in the same category of the eleven through. 20 and then after that we got a little bit of variation so mm-hmm. bet mgm has the grizzlies at a plus 2500 obviously they lost dylan brooks they're gonna have to deal with the john morant suspension and all that kind of stuff um but they still will continue to grow they're they're a good team that has historically been able to win games without john morant I, mm-hmm. I think you can't say that they're gonna be just fine without their best player for 25 games um, but I do like the Marcus Smart pickup for them. They were the number three defense in the league last year as it was. You add Marcus Smart to that equation, you now have two recent defensive player of the year sharing the court together. He can play make as well on the offensive end, so you're not going to be hurting at the point guard spot. I do think losing Tyus Jones will affect them a little bit more um, during those 25 games when they don't have John Morant because he was good at running the show without John Morant on the court. Um I don't know. They're they're hard to peg because they were a team that maybe that people were comparing to the Suns in terms of a young team that blew up, but they didn't get as far as the Suns and they crashed a lot harder and quicker than I think the Suns did. So I am curious to see, do they have a bounce back season in them or did we already kind of see their peak? I don't know. Yeah. I think they are in the West. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Look, I, I, Marcus Smart's a nice pickup, mm-hmm. but what are you going to get from Ja? Is, how, how long is he going to be on the court? One more stupid thing mm. he does, and you're missing him for even more time than than you already are. Like, mm. there, there's all sorts of things with that team that, I, again, some nice pieces, but I don't, I don't understand how that locker questions. room works. I don't understand, you know, can they hold it together and actually play well? Now, they got rid of uh, you know Brooks, so that's one Which less some drama. you know drama. Yeah, one less piece of drama to deal with. But they're a team that has to come out and really prove it this year. They they need an adult in the room, and I feel like they need Marcus Smart to I be mean, that he's guy. He's gonna be that guy, so right? Yes, to, to be. Yeah, like there's I don't think there's an option there. Right. Okay. Next team we'll talk about, and then we're gonna move on to the next level is the Sacramento Kings. Mm. Um, and here's why I'm gonna make you wait for. 
the Clippers. So you don't have the Sacramento Kings in this uh, no. 11 through 20. No. You have the Clippers. Mm -hmm. Gerald and I have the Kings. Um, mine is at 12. Yours is at 13. And we both have the Clippers in the 1 through 10 category. I mean, you guys are allowed to So be we'll wrong. talk about the Sacramento <laughs> Kings first, and we'll talk about the Clippers in the That's next right. round. Uh -huh. uh, BetMGM has the Kings at a plus 5,000. I expect this, the Kings still to be exciting to watch. I think it'll be good for their fan base, but I don't know that they're going to jump. I, I think I might have them a little bit too low here at 13. I'll admit that. I even put that in my notes when I was doing these rankings. But I think they're a team that could be due for some regression just because maybe the rest of the West stays healthier or gets better or is not you know, caught off guard by this team that's actually legitimately good. Um, so I, I think they might regress a little bit. All they did was kind of add Chris Duarte. They brought Harrison Barnes back, which is good, but um, I don't know. I they they were the NBA's number one offense last year, so that's really good for them going for them. I don't know if they'll be able to repeat that same thing this year. I mean, I guess you could give it a shot, right? If it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah. So um, who knows? Maybe. Light the damn beam. Light the beam. <laughs> All right. This, they do have the beam on their side. This that group is, true. is is young. They made a lot of their big moves over the last couple of years to rework that roster. They came out and they played very well last year. They got the experience in the playoffs uh, to start. I think this team continues to play well now will they be you know second third in the west probably not but i think that they are are still in that top five uh discussion in the western conference and mm -hmm. can they uh you know can they grow again that's a big question with a lot of these teams with youth can they grow uh, i think they can i like i like this team <laughs> uh this is going back to the grizzlies but gilbert said stephen adams is the most adult looking man in the world where's he been that's true that he's been funny. injured right yeah that was that was a cute comment though <laughs> i enjoyed that for sure uh all i know is if you are feeling any type of way about the upcoming season which i don't think you should but in case you are friends over at ogs they've got your back and if you've been asking like what kind of gummies should i get or what flavor is the best flavor well ogs took the guesswork out of it talking about their mixed bags you got both the fruits and the creams so we're talking red apple watermelon peach blackberries and cream orange creamsicle and peaches and cream and of course um the mixed bag is great because you can pick whichever type of ogs you want as well they've got a couple different variations of the mixed bag uh, i think they've got like the sativa mm. and the indica, indica. Um, both options available for you. So we highly recommend you check out our friends over at OGs. You can find them online at ogsbrands.com. You can find them on Instagram at ogsbrands. And of course, you can find them at your local dispensary. But you have to be 21 years or yeah. older to purchase. I love getting my watermelon sugar. Hi. From, uh, from our OGs friends. So, anyways, that was continue. Cute. Come I'm not on. Lie. You're better than that, Liz. <laughs> Gerald, you have no room to talk, sir. Oh, my God. Especially after yesterday. I have the show. most room to talk. No, you do not. Uh, listen, our friends over at Illegal Pete's. They are the place to go if you are looking for burritos, bowls, tacos, delicious margaritas, or just some nice queso. Mm -hmm. It always comes out hot, and it is very delicious. Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot this summer. Um, they've got happy hour every single day from 3 to 8 p.m. at all 12 locations. The one we go to most often is the one in Tempe. It seems like we're in Tempe a lot these days. Mm -hmm. we got a bunch of really cool um, partners in Tempe, and Illegal Pizza is one of them. They are your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer, and they have been for 28 years. So stop by, check them out, 
and enjoy a nice meal that is illegal pizza. Yeah, and if you don't have any buddies like me, you still can go get burritos. That's facts. So. You can get it to go yeah. if you want <laughs> yeah, to. Like, if you're lonely and like to be in the dark, go get it to go. It's fine. Honestly, you could do one of their like order like delivery type <laughs> things, which is fun because I've told you guys this before, but they have uh, the chip box turns into a basketball. That's hoop. that's a lonely night if you have ordered that giant chip box and all that food Find for yourself. yourself. I have no buddies, but I have all these burritos. <laughs> Queso solo. Did you just say? What did you just say? Queso solo. Gerald. What? Listen, I'm just letting Espo get away with everything just because I'm going straight for you. Gerald, you could have gone that's queso sad. I mean, you could have. You could have. There's so many things we could do in this life. But should Uh, we? Just because we can, does that mean we should? No. That's the question I need you both to ask yourself from here on out. (laughs) All right. Let's talk one through ten. Mm -hmm. I think we should start with the Clippers because Espo had the Clippers at 11 on his list. I've got them at nine. Gerald has them at eight. Espo, you want to start with why you had the Clippers so low? They're never healthy. (laughs) Like, look, uh, you want to act like you're one of the big boys in the league. You go, oh, look at this roster. Yeah, well, if everything was played on paper, the Suns would have a hell of a lot more banners than the zero they have in their arena. Games aren't played on paper. Nobody cares who's on your roster if they're hurt. And that's that's the Clippers. They're not in my top 10 because they got to actually show up on the court. And enough with the load management bullshit, too. <laughs> actually play the games. Actually be out there and get yourself... I, you know, playing at a level where you compete for the supposed championship that you were built for. Until then, I'm not, they're not in my top 10. They I mean, won't listen, be. Listen, I don't blame you, but uh, don't count PG out. He on his bully shit this year. Yeah, Remember? that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Paul George is yeah. on his bully shit this year. Beat, him, um, beat himself up. Like, stop. I, uh, no, um, no. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. The Clippers are a tough one for me because I, I feel like they're going to be around where they were last year, like, five or six in the West. Um, and that's kind of where I've got them on my list. I think that I have them fourth, but that's mostly just because I feel like the Kings are going to regress to the mean a little bit. The Grizzlies are missing their best player for 25 games. And like the Warriors, we'll talk about them, but like I'm not crazy about the fit there with what they did this summer. So I just kind of naturally have the Clippers a little bit higher than I might um, and giving them the benefit of the doubt because when those two are healthy, like they are good. I do like the KJ Martin pickup for them as well. Also, the Clippers are plus eighteen hundred on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, we all have the Cleveland Cavaliers at ten. So they made some jumps. They made some steps. They're in. They're on the right path, mm-hmm. and I think they'll continue down that path for sure. You know, I Ricky Rubio stepping away from mental health, I think, is a, a hit to their bench, mm-hmm. obviously. <clears throat> but this team. This team was intriguing last year, and I think they enter with the, a lot of the same intrigue this year. You know, is Donovan Mitchell that guy? Yeah, mm. well, we find he had out. a great like, season yeah. last year for himself. Yeah, can he can he come back so and do playoffs. it and add to it? Yeah, you know, from, yeah. You know. I, He's no Devin Booker. I mean, I'm just gonna say it. Like, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers are a good t- regular season team, and that is it. I don't know if they have that guy. I don't know if Donovan Mitchell is that guy. I think the Cavs might hope that Darius Garland is that guy because he was actually he was really good and has been for the last two years. Um, but yeah, they're they're a young core that will continue to get better together. I don't know if their coach has them playoff suited because what happened in that Knicks series was embarrassing. 
Um, but I, I think they're a good regular season team. And the BetMGM Sportsbook app has the Cavs listed at a plus 2,500. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Hold we on. talk. They have the Mavericks at a better. I think so. I, I already deleted it, but yeah, I think the Mavs were at 2,000, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You go ahead and make that bet. I'll take Cleveland over over Dallas's chances. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about the Clippers. We talked about the Sacramento Kings. Now we had a little bit of variation in here. Where do you guys want to start? Miami, LA, or Golden State? Um, let's let's do LA. No, let's yeah. do Miami. Miami. Okay. Miami. So I have Miami at eight. Espo has them at seven, and Gerald has them at six. That MGM Sportsbook has them at a plus 1,000. Uh, can I ask you this, Gerald? Hmm. Are you assuming a trade in this or are you assuming Absolutely. as it stands? Absolutely. Then I would have them there at six, <laughs> yeah. maybe even five if that if that trade went down. Yeah. So if, if Dame's there, I agree with you. And I gave him a little bit more respect at seven without Dame than I probably should have. But what they were able to accomplish, what Jimmy Butler was able to do mm-hmm. uh, in the playoffs was enough to earn that respect for me to this point but yeah you're 100 right if dame's there they're in that five six range easy yeah, yeah. I, I just don't know how the blazers are going to handle the dame situation that doesn't end in an inevitable like fine we'll do yeah. your stupid terrible trade for <laughs> lillard like because there aren't nobody else is going to want to trade for him if they don't know if he's going to play for them so it's always a good gm move when you're i'll do your stupid fine. terrible trade everyone will hate me whatever yeah. Plus, we love Jimmy Buckets. Yeah, At least we do. I do. They're they're going to be, I think, again, they're probably going to be like an average regular season team, playoff team, and then playoff time, Jimmy Buckets turns it on every year. All right, let's do the Golden State Warriors next. There's a little bit of variation on this one. I have them at seven. Espo has them at six. Gerald has them at nine. Obviously, I think the biggest question is how does Chris Paul work mm-hmm. on the Warriors? Uh, BetMGM has them at a plus 1,200, so not too far off from some of the other people within that area. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you guys anticipate Chris Paul buying in to potentially coming off the bench or playing with that second unit more? See, I don't see Chris Paul being the biggest question here. Mm -hmm. Is Clay Thompson fully back? Mm -hmm. Is he there as Clay Thompson for the full season? Mm -hmm. To me, that determines how good they are. Chris Paul... At worst, does you know the uh, it, it is is just there, right? Mm-hmm. And and doesn't do anything special and fine. But if if you've got Clay playing the way Clay can that we've seen him play with Draymond and Steph, I know they're I know they're older, they're steps slower, but I don't think Chris Paul is the biggest part of this equation. Yeah, I I don't know. For me, I think he could definitely elevate that team if he buys into That's the fair. type of role that they would need from him. Right. I think that would give him a major boost in the second unit. It would. And, and they're a team that were number one in pace last year and dead last in turnovers. So they can definitely use what Chris Paul brings mm. to the table in terms of being able to manage the game. My question is, how do they marry you know, Chris Paul playing at a slower tempo versus being the fastest team in the NBA? I feel like unless he is in a bench role, that's going to be really tough to bridge that gap there. Mm-hmm. I think there's too much talent here for it to not work and for them to not be a playoff team. Um, but I, I don't view them as contenders just yet. I need to see how it works first. Is he a guy they flip too? 
Was Chris this Paul, just a, we want Jordan Poole out of here mm. so we don't have that locker room strife, but, you know, I don't think I don't think Chris Paul and the Warrior being on the Warriors come playoff time is a lock. No, it's I think not. That's fair. And they've they you know they've had injury concerns aside from the incoming Chris Paul mm-hmm. in recent seasons. They're a year older. I think Steph is still a top borderline top five player in the NBA. He's phenomenal, and he'll carry them to wins all by himself. Draymond's still one of the best defenders in the game, but like they are getting older and adding one of the oldest guys who's had a history of not being able to stay healthy. Yeah. And we don't know whether he's starting or coming off the bench. That's they have a lot to navigate and, for sure. And as the dead to me Brian says in the chat, <laughs> the CP three curse now falls on uh, on GSW. So yeah. and and that's the truth. Mm. I mean, he's never gotten over the hump. Is he is he going to be able to do it by being thirty eight and accepting a bench role on on the Warriors? I'm going to say no, but. We'll see. Next up, let's talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. I have them at six. Espo has them at eight. Gerald has them at seven. Bet MGM has them at a plus twelve hundred. They had a really nice offseason. They like, made a lot I, of moves. I'm not gonna lie. Like they kept D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hachimura, and Austin Reeves. And then they added Gabe Vincent, who had a really good run with the Heat in the playoffs. Added Torian Prince, who's a decent two-way wing. Cam Reddish, he's kind of a boomer bust guy. He probably won't help them much, but like they still have two of the best 20 players in the game with LeBron and AD when they're healthy. That is a big caveat. Um, but they were a conference finals team, and we can talk about how they had fa- more favorable matchups. They didn't have to meet the Nuggets till the conference finals. That's totally fair. Um, but they, I think they are going to be a decent team as long as their two stars stay healthy. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so they have... That's the big question. They re-signed D'Angelo Russell, who is... I never was in my mind. You've got he was okay. Uh, you've got he was average. You you signed Austin Reeves. All right. All I know about you is you look like the brother from Wedding Crashers. I'm not buying. I'm not buying into you. Don't tell me you're him. All right. Let, show me you're him. Is it, you know? <laughs> I mean, what? I, I feel like you're just being a hater right no, now. No, I'm just not high on the Lakers' moves. And everybody's mm. like, they're gonna be title contenders. Well, guess what? AD still made of glass and LeBron's a year older. All right. And that's the reality with the Lakers. The uh, other you know? reality with the Lakers is they always somehow find a way to be in the mix. Yeah. It's inevitable. They like were, it, it's very rare that we see the Lakers just fully fall out. And they were a better team after they traded for um, you know, Rui and Jared Vanderbilt. They were the best defense in the NBA. Um, like they were a good team after the trade deadline. So I, I don't view them as like legitimate title contenders. I think a lot has to break their way, kind of like last year where they didn't have to play some of the, I mean, they played a Warriors team that could not win on the road um, and they didn't have to face the Nuggets till the conference finals. Like you get the Nuggets in the first round. I'm sorry, you're going home yeah. in the first round. So it, it's all based on matchup, but I do think they will be a good team. I love that I, that I crap on them and I still have them eight. I know. <laughs> like it wasn't like I had them at 19, screw the Lakers. But I think it's just because, again, we got the national storyline. Oh, well, the Lakers are back. Mm. They're for real. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I think the only championship and winning we're going to see them do is on HBO this year. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Winning time. Winning we time. We have <laughs> entered into the top five we all have the philadelphia 76ers listed at five mm-hmm. on our list so let's discuss that obviously i think the biggest question around the 76ers is what's going on with james harden mm-hmm. he opted in and he hasn't like i think that the conversation was that he was 
behind the scenes at least asking to be moved, mm -hmm. but nothing public yeah. has come out yet, like we've seen with Lillard. So there's a potential he just hangs out in Philly another year. Yeah. This is my we're sexy and we know it tier. Oh, okay. so okay. I, I went a little newer age in the music. There we go. There I like that. Uh, look, when you have Joel Embiid, as long as he's healthy, you're always going to be in the conversation with this group. Uh, Harden, whether he's there or whether they get uh, some kind of piece uh, in return for him, like if it's the Clippers, they're probably getting man. They're not. They're not going to just give him away to give him away, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think that you know, Daryl Morey has the confidence that he has a good enough relationship with James Harden that if the deal's not there, he can he can kind of tide that over and he'll come in and play for the 76ers team. I, I like their mix. I you know, and, and again, if Joel's healthy, you're in you're in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see where they go because the James Harden thing is a question mark. They're adding a uh, mercurial personality in Pat Bev. Pat Bev. Uh, love, I love that vocab. Yeah, there we go. Honestly, Pat Bev fits in Philly, though. He does. He does. He really does. Like all around. Because <laughs> they were they were a top eight defense as it was. Like he, he's going to bother some people on that end. Um, and they were a top three offense. Like Joel Embiid was, our, was the MVP last year. And adding a new coach in Nick Nurse should really help for a team that was great on both ends. So I do think the Harden thing could throw a wrench in the works potentially even if he's not traded but if he's there and if he's playing at the level he was at last year like they're still going to be a top three team in the east and betmgm gm has them at a plus 1600 and that was the last team that was uh within that tier of people of mm -hmm. teams we just talked about these next four those odds get a lot smaller mm -hmm. um and there's a lot of variation on our thing on our uh, list here mm -hmm. I think we'll talk Celtics next. Mm -hmm. So I have them at four. Espa's got them at three. Gerald, you also have them at four. So I think the Celtics is the next team that we should talk about. Obviously, the biggest move was Kristaps Porzingis. And as we've mentioned on the show before, it's just kind of one of those things we still want to see. Yeah, it the is. The ceiling is higher, but we don't know for sure that it'll be reached. He, he gives them a big <clears throat> three offensively. He gives them another shot blocker in the middle. Um, but I am curious whether he can stay healthy. And I do think like their number two defense from last year is going to take a hit, losing Marcus Smart, losing Grant Williams for basically nothing. Like, I, I think that will matter a little bit. I think offensively he can definitely help them. And they were already the number two offense in the NBA. But, you know, I, I need to see it first before I buy into them. Yeah, I have them three. And I think they're the elite in the East with Brown and Tatum. You add Porzingis again. Health is a question. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of that in, in all with a lot of these teams, but I think that big three is is very good. I think they'll continue to Tatum and Brown will continue to grow as players in this league. But to me, the biggest question is Brogdon mm -hmm. in that point guard spot. Marcus Smart was just you know, you'd pencil him in. You knew he was always there for that team. Can Brogdon stay healthy? Is he the guy that can add enough or will they be in the hunt for uh, for help at that position at some point as well uh you know i think it's a big question mark and there could be some guys that they might be able to go chase at some point so, yeah. so this is where we got to have a conversation with the homies at bet mgm because they have boston at a plus 500 which mm -hmm. are which ranks them second mm -hmm. as far as bet mgm goes yep. next up we'll talk about the milwaukee bucks uh they are at a plus 700 on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. I have them third. 
Espo has them fourth. Gerald, you have them second. Yeah, and I'm 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 sorry. I got to address the chat because people are giving me shit for having <laughs> the Suns number three. First of all, holy shit, they're number three in the league. That's not the end of the world. Second of all, these are heading into the season rankings. This is not where I think these teams are going to end up. This is where I have them starting the season. And the Bucks are a regular season juggernaut. Like they they didn't have Chris Middleton for a significant number of games, still had the NBA's best record. They're going to pile up wins because they have Giannis, because they have Drew. They added Malik Beasley. Like they're a good team. They flamed out in the playoffs. That was embarrassing. They have a new coach because of it. They're going to be motivated. Like, yeah, they're still a really good team in the East. I don't know what you guys are smoking if you think that they're not, but they're one of the top two teams in the East heading into the season. They just are. They're definitely going to have a chip on their shoulder. That's for sure. Because of the way that they flamed out in the playoffs. And Giannis is a phenomenal player. You can't count out a team that has Giannis on it. Nope. So no, I, I love Giannis. I love Giannis's game. I know that's tough to say since... They beat the Suns <laughs> in the so finals. He's so easy to like. Though. Look, and everybody knows if there's somebody that'll hold a petty grudge, it's this dude. I'm looking at you, John Paxson. <laughs> but uh, like, I I can't with Giannis. I just watch that game. It's fun to watch. Mm -hmm. He's he's got that energy. He tells his freaking dad jokes after the game. <laughs> like for me, the reason that they're not flip flop with Boston is. What does Chris Middleton look like mm -hmm. when he, you know, is he still part of of a big three, or does that, you know, does does that injury change any of that for him? Mm -hmm. uh, I also give them high marks for uh, keep bringing back together the Lopez twins. Uh, anytime you <laughs> yeah. can have uh, Robin and Brooke in the same place, mm -hmm. uh, it's that. good mm -hmm. unless it's in Orlando or uh, in LA because mm -hmm. they would never be a practice. It'd be a they'd Disney, be fighting, so. and they'd be fighting mascots all yeah. the time too. I'm just saying, aren't Disney basically like glorified mascots? Yes, yes, that's gonna be fun. I am just saying though, Chris Middleton only played 33 games last year, and they still had the best record in the NBA. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm going with that. I, I don't, I don't begrudge you in that. I no. mean, I in in these top four for me, I I think they'll jockey for position all year. I think right. you're gonna see depending on the week. Mm. Any one of these four teams could be considered the best team in the NBA, depending on on what run they're on in the regular season. They're all, I mean, th those four are juggernauts, mm -hmm. you know, in in this top four for all of us. So. All right, now we are down to the top two. I have Phoenix second. Espo has Phoenix second. Gerald has Phoenix third. Mm -hmm. Let's discuss the Phoenix Suns. They are a plus six hundred on the BetMGM Sportsbook app, so they would be third on their list. I'm just Interesting. Gonna, I'm just going <laughs> to say this. Unlike Gerald, I'm going to pander the chat. We're putting the Suns number one. I don't need to give the defending champs any love. Mm. I don't have to show them any respect. Why am I acting like I do? The Phoenix Suns put the together the best roster in the league this offseason. They have the best duo. They have the best trio. Let's put them number one. But you, you know, didn't. I am. It was one of those surprise. I fooled all of you because it was on sure. the graphic one way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> I did have the Phoenix Suns first, and then I felt like I didn't want to start a war with our friends at DNVR. So I feel like they would have felt some type of way if I had done it. And, like, it's no secret. I've kind of low-key thrown shade at the Nuggets every mm -hmm. time we bring up rankings of any sort, mm -hmm. asking the same question, like, do you really think they're going to be able to repeat? Mm. It's going to be really hard. Like, it just is. I don't know. I was just trying not to start a war. 
Well, um, I'm willing to start it. It's not a golden era, baby. Phoenix is coming. He says this, but he put Nuggets number one on his board. <laughs> I didn't. I know. It was all lies. Uh-huh. All lies. Uh-huh. Emma, why did you do me like that? <laughs> <laughs> Emma said, bro, that's how you sometimes. Sorry. It must have been that dyslexia. You flipped them. Emma's got, Emma's got receipts. So, um. I mean, like, again, it's there's four main players in the NBA right now, and all four of those players at the top of our four list, four spots. Mm-hmm. On all of our lists. I'm excited to see what the Phoenix Suns do. We've talked about pretty much, I think we have, what, one more player that we haven't discussed yet as a newcomer on this squad? Who, though? I mean, we've looked at I all know, these names. Who could it be? We've looked ones. at all Who's of them. Left? Yeah, I think. Bradley Beal. Oh, yeah. Right. I thought we were all <laughs> in I, thought, I thought Gerald knew who I was, was doing. I was faking Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> that was good then, Gerald. Here's your you, you got us. Thank you. That was solid uh, work. Thank you. We'll talk about Bradley Beal and what he, we can expect, of course, next week for the Phoenix Suns. But as we've gone through what this roster looks like, who they've added, and the depth that the Suns have been able to bring in, the wingspan, the physicality, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. all the things – I think the Suns are in a really good spot. I do think it's going to take a little time for them to fully figure things out, but I think they're in. I think this is going to be a really fun season for us. Yeah, right, and that's why I have them number three as opposed to number two or number one because heading into the season, they have a new coach. They have like ten new players, including Bradley Beal, who they need to figure out how those two mesh. They will mesh, and it's going to be beautiful once they figure it out. But there will be that adjustment process. And they're also going from a very point guard heavy offense with Chris Paul and campaign to having Devin Booker, Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant take on the majority of the playmaking. That's going to be an adjustment as well. So I think their ceiling is a lot higher than maybe what this number three ranking says heading into the season. But like to start the season, I'm not putting them over two teams that have a lot more continuity and have won titles in the last two years. Like I, I just don't have the grounds to do that. So when you aggregate this piece, please entitle it, Gerald Bourget hated the Suns offseason. <laughs> All right? Oh, boy. <laughs> that's that's according to the chat. That's the headline. All right. So then at, at number one, we all have the Denver Nuggets. Better no, GM has them no, at a plus 450. <laughs> um, the biggest thing for them, of course, was losing Bruce Brown, mm. which um, it, it's definitely gonna, they're going to feel it. Yeah. Right. You can't deny that they're not going to feel that because when they came down to the playoffs, he was very valuable for them. They just couldn't afford to keep him. Mm -hmm. But they also have Nikola Jokic. And just like I said, with Giannis, even probably a little bit more so when you got Jokic on your squad, you can't be counted out whatsoever. Like it is what it is. He's the best player in the world right now. Like he just is. Um, I think losing Bruce Brown and Jeff Green is going to hurt them come playoff time Mm -hmm. when those playoff rotations shrink. Uh, but they're a team that can rack up regular season wins just by their starting five alone. Uh, they're going to need Christian Brown to step up, and I I like him, but I don't know if he's ready for that kind of Bruce Brown glow up that we saw from him last year. Um, but they did get two good rookies that I like, Julian Strother and Hunter Tyson. Uh, they're they're going to be a good team. Whether they can repeat, that's another question because I I do think not having Brown on both ends is going to impact them. Yeah, well, I mean, look, Jokic is the best player in the world. His number two is like 12th. So, you know, we got KD and Book. Yeah. Um, And if if it came down to just duos, we would have won the title last year. (laughs) NBA Jam style. Suns are champions, all right? I'm good. Well, what up, big dog, who I believe is coming from Denver, says we're cute. 
I am. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks. What a big dog. <laughs> My mother tells me so that as well. You guys are cute. Appreciate that. You're so sweet. Probably <laughs> the nicest DNVR Nuggets fan that we've had in the chat. Well, I think so. so unless you read the first half of the comment. <laughs> I didn't see any first half of the comment. All I saw is you he guys said, are cute. He said Debalzac, all right? That was the first <laughs> half of the tweet. Uh, come on over to Phoenix. We'll take you down to Four Peaks. We'll buy you a beer. It'll be all good. Thanks for calling us cute. Uh, if you guys have not been to Four Peaks Brewery down in Tempe, you should absolutely check them out. It is a lot of great vibes over there. They've got great beer, of course, and they have really great food. Four Peaks is a fantastic addition to your sports viewing, um, whatever, whatever that looks like for you. If you're at a game, get some Four Peaks. If you're at home, get some Four Peaks. If you want to go out, go to Four Peaks. If you're four at Peaks the supermarket, hand hand just crack one with open. Sports. Right. I mean, honestly, they really do. You should check them out on social at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Of course, you do have to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks, and we ask that you please drink responsibly. If you're going to be out on a patio right now, I know things are starting to cool down a little bit here in Phoenix. Make sure you have your eyes protected by getting yourself a pair of Shady Rays. Shady Rays has gear that is built to last. They are premium polarized sunglasses. They're an independent sunglass company with a world-class product. They're just as good as the expensive products, but they're much more affordable and they have an amazing uh, protection plan. So if you lose or break your pair of Shady Rays, even on the first day, they will send you a brand new pair. I think they sell themselves short. They're better than all the other brands. I mean, Not yeah, just as I good. Agree. They're better than those brands. Absolutely. They're the Phoenix Suns of sunglasses. And Everybody else is the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> and exclusively for all of you guys, Shady Rays is giving out their best Why? deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. So to kind of put this like a bow on everything. I think we're mm -hmm. all in agreement who the top four teams are in the league this year heading into the season. Mm -hmm. um, but in addition to that, Bleacher Report ranked the 10 best NBA players who changed teams this offseason. And I want to talk about the top three because two of those top three were within these four teams at the top of our list. Mm -hmm. So for Bleacher Report, the first uh, best NBA player who changed team was Kristaps Porzingis. He went to Boston. We brought that up when we talked about the Celtics. That's that's a question mark, but it's an, a very interesting question mark. That's mm -hmm. for sure. Second was Fred Van Vliet going to Houston, which we all had Houston pretty low mm -hmm. um, on our list. So I'm kind of surprised that they put Van Vliet at number two. And then third was Bradley Beal coming to Phoenix. Do you think Bradley Beal at three is a kind of a fair placement for him? This is the worst take on Bleacher Report since they let anybody... I used to write on it back in the day when literally it was just like you had to have a password and you could write a column on Bleacher Report. Oh. Really? Chris Tapps and Fred Van Vliet ahead of Bradley Beal? Especially, hey, guess what? We didn't pay a premium like uh, Houston did uh, to, to convince Bradley Beal to come here. Uh, Chris Tapps is good, but it's not Bradley Beal. And it, it, I don't know, this uh, clickbait. Clickbait. I'm calling clickbait. I, I don't think it's clickbait. I just think people are lower on Bradley Beal because he's been wasting away in Washington. Mm -hmm. And I think people are going to be surprised at how well he fits in with this group and how, like, <laughs> like good luck double teaming Kevin Durant and Devin Booker when Bradley Beal is the guy that's going to feast 
as a result of that, I think he's going to be really good. And I do think like the knocks in the article were on his defense and his so-so efficiency. Yeah, they called it leaky defense. Leaky defense. Like I think playing with the Wizards has something to do with that. Yeah, I think? I, I think playing for a title contender will automatically up his effort and intensity on that end. I think playing for a guy like Frank Vogel will do the same thing. And I think playing with Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal on a title con- or Devin Booker on a title contender will automatically boost your efficiency. Like well, we've seen it with guys before. And less usage. Like it's mm-hmm. the, the efficiency thing when you're the only guy on a bad team mm-hmm. is such a weird argument to me because you literally have to do everything. Mm-hmm. Of course you're not going to be as efficient. Right. Like that's just the way to go. When you are the third option and you're a star mm-hmm. with this group, your efficiency can do nothing but get better because the looks are going to be that much better. Right. Yeah. I just, I don't think you can compare Bradley Beal and the Wizards to Bradley Beal and the Suns because it's two totally different. I mean, honestly, games at that point in time, mm-hmm. like it's it's not it's apples to oranges because what Bradley Beal had to do for the Wizards to even remotely be um, competitive is completely different than what he's going to have to do here in Phoenix. So I don't know. It was an interesting thing. The rationale behind it, again, as you guys pointed out, maybe not too solid there. Um, but I think maybe this just goes back to. Are people asking the same questions about us that we maybe ask about other teams in the league? Like, do they still just need to see it to fully yeah, believe it? Of course. And I don't think that I can blame them for that. But no. that's not the premise of this article. That's what bothers me. This wasn't which team became that much better. It was what was the biggest name that moved? Like, what was the biggest move? Like, I still think that you that some of that is going to leak into whatever the topic of discussion is. Look, I was a little harsh on Bleacher Report. It's August for them, too. So To be fair, didn't Bleacher Report give us some love just like two days ago with the best duos? Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, but I forget things after 24 (laughs) hours. On to the next one. That was then. This is now. So be better tomorrow. All right, guys, that'll do it for us today. Thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you as always. We'll be back tomorrow. Same place at 3 p.m. again. If you are here on YouTube, Give the video a thumbs up, subscribe, uh, turn on notifications so that you don't ever miss a show of ours. We appreciate you for that. If you're listening on audio, rate, review, subscribe. Also, really appreciate that as well. Until we see you tomorrow, you can follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore sons. You can follow me at lindsaysmithaz. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. A Phoenix Suns podcaster leaves downtown Phoenix at 421, needing to get to Chandler by 530, driving at 65 miles an hour in rush hour traffic. Can he make it? I don't know. I'll tell you tomorrow. Ahoy, hoy. Got to understand me. I'll always wreck the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job. My team move like the mob. Turn the beat on. I throw it down like DA on the lot. Best comp.